loved New York the second time around. I think I was older, stronger. It felt less like I was getting swept in the hustle and bustle of it all. So it was great to go back. And I think still today, New York's probably my favorite city, I think. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. I am so delighted to have a wonderful guest today. Somebody who I met two years ago here in Cyprus at the Women's Conference and who I just thought she is so friendly. She is such a famous person and so nice. And when I asked her to participate in this podcast interview, she was just the same nice again. So, Kira Chaplin, you are an actress. You are started off as a model, an actress, a singer, an activist, a filmmaker. You are so many things. And you are also so many different nationalities, or at least you were born in Northern Ireland, in Belfast. Yeah. You moved to Switzerland, then you moved to Paris, I wrote down, and then you moved to New York. I think we're going to have to figure out a little bit more about you. Welcome to my podcast. Ah, thank you. Such a pleasure to be here with you and to uh, be on your podcast. Thank you. I, I, you know, I just feel like asking you, why are you so nice? <laughs> I don't know that everybody would agree with you, but... <laughs> well, what I have seen, definitely always very accommodating and very friendly. So that being said, I mean, I believe that kindness is one of the easiest things to do and being kind and nice, you know, should be our first reaction towards people. You know, then if people step over the line and things, then it's good to show your teeth, so to speak. But yeah, you know, I think being kind and friendly, because kindness is contagious. You know, when you're nice to someone, it continues down. And I think there's no room for being rude and snappy. Sometimes it happens to the best of us because we're having a bad day. But, you know, we should always make a conscious effort to be kind. That is so true. And it doesn't cost us anything really, kind, yeah. you know, and, and it's just a little thing sometimes, just a smile or a hello or, or holding a door <laughs> or the smallest thing can make such a big difference. So let's talk a little bit about you and how you started off. You were born in Northern Ireland. Do you have a Belfast accent? I no longer do, but I used to. My accent has evolved in so many ways with all the places that I lived. It's kind of funny, but... Yeah, I was born in Belfast. My mother's from there and she wanted me to be born there. And until I started school, I was between London, Switzerland and Northern Ireland. I had a very strong Irish accent. All my home videos of me as a kid is very like, Mommy, I dropped me dolly. Eh? And like very <laughs> Tease me and say, hi now, brown cow. Because I say, hi now, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> accents but then obviously Northern Ireland had a lot of troubles back then so when I started going to school I went to school in Switzerland and we decided to be more settled in Switzerland uh -huh. but I think my mom told me I took my first flight when I was two weeks old and that's probably why I love flying and traveling so much that was just going to be my next question what was your first flight so it was two weeks but basically just uh, after you were born you went where did you go to London went no went back to Switzerland okay Uh, into to Vevey. Yeah, then it's not long afterwards, just was between the three. Yeah. Yeah. So you were more or less, it's like my kids. I mean, I am from Switzerland, but my kids were born in Cyprus. So of course, after mine were both five months old when we went to Switzerland the first time, because you want to go and show them, you know, you want to go and uh, introduce yeah. them to your family. So it's, it's a fascinating. And I think it's also fascinating how you get used to traveling. I always felt like, like my kids were little chess setters and, and you are probably the same, you know, you just, you're. 
And then, the, you know, even with my work afterwards, like jumping on a flight is just like getting in your car and going somewhere or taking a train or something. It's just like what you do. Because I, I feel like it's traveling really, you know, opens your mind up. So you get to see different cultures of seeing the way people do things. And it's so important because we can have an idea and, you know, from thinking, oh, these people from far away and this and that. Then you go there and we realize, you know, we're all humans. We're all the same. We all have the same wants and needs. And if we actually go there and see people and, you know, if we actually communicate with them, then we realize that we're not that different. That is so true. I, I was a tour guide for 11 years and I worked all over the world. And I always say the further I went and the more I traveled, the more I realized that we're all the same. We have the same needs, the same worries. We want to be happy and safe. You see teenagers around the world. And I remember I spoke to someone that works with a lot of ref in refugee camps and like some of the worst places. And I say, teenage girls are talking about boys. <laughs> exactly. And and women my age are talking about their children. You know, like yeah. when they are younger, you worry about them. And then when you're when they get older, you want them to get married because you want to become a grandmother. And so it's all the same everywhere. Yeah. It's great. It's very true. So you you went to school in Switzerland. Did you go to school in French or in English? My first school was in French. So that's how I learned French. I spoke English at home and French at school. I learned French really easily. And uh, for a while, I would say my French was even better than my English. But then the, my last year of school, I went to a, an American school in Switzerland. And uh, so did everything in English. And then afterwards, I moved to New York and L.A., And then my English became better than my French. And I'm, I would come back to Switzerland and speak French with people and be like, oh, my God, like it felt so rusty. It was so it was really funny how you can almost forget it. But now I've been back in Switzerland quite a bit and fully, fully back on. <laughs> so you're, you're bilingual or do you speak any other language? No, I don't speak any other languages. I understand a little bit of Spanish and, you know, like, but yeah, I feel it's really bad. Once you know English, you become very lazy because everywhere you go, people will speak English. So I can pick up a few words and a few things, but I don't speak really any other language. Yeah, this is really, you know, it's, it's everybody else's fault because everybody accommodates to the English speakers. Wherever you go in the world, you will find somebody who speaks English. So they don't need to bother. No, when I go to, uh, like if I'm in Spain all the time, I try to speak a little Spanish and then they, you know, they'll just answer me in, in English because I think they're happy to practice their English. Exactly, exactly. That very same happened to me when I came to Cyprus because I had been working in Greece and I had learned Greek, but of course my Greek was not so good yet. So everybody here was always speaking to me in English. I actually used to get annoyed because, you know, I, I wanted to practice mine as well. But um, it, it's basically about accommodating each other, isn't it? And And I always believe that if you want to understand, if you want to communicate with somebody, you can. Yeah, no, that's very true. It's very true. So we, you moved to New York when you were how old? I moved there when I was 17 years old. That's very young. Yes. I always said when I'm 18, I'm moving to New York. And I got there at 17 and I was really proud of myself to be ahead of schedule. <laughs> how do you, what's New York for you? Do you like New York? I love New York, but I, you know, I left home early. I left, I, I moved to Paris when I was 16 and I stayed there for about a year. And then I did a few months in London, but I always wanted to go to New York. And so then I went to New York when I was 17. I'd already been, um, I didn't like school. So I, I, somebody said, oh, you should model. And I, it was the nineties, end of the nineties. And I loved 
fashion and supermodels and it looked so glamorous and exciting. And I said, how could I say no? So I started doing that. And then in New York, I also started taking acting lessons. And uh, yeah, New York is such a great city. But when I first moved there at 17, I think I stayed a little less than a year. And uh, then I kind of got homesick and I was like, it's too far, too fast compared to Switzerland where I was where everything's very easy and laid back and and um, so I came home for a little bit thinking oh god that maybe I you know did I bite off too much that I can chew you know and then I um, started thinking a bit and then I moved to LA at um, 1819 so I went to LA instead and LA was very uh, it's much more laid back so I, I felt like it was a better fit and you, you drive around, it's palm trees, everything's pretty, whereas New York, it's all gritty and grinding. And and so I, I stayed in L.A. for six years and I really, I enjoyed L.A. a lot. But then slowly I started to get fed up of L.A. just because it was so far when, when you're traveling all the time for work, you know, to get to New York, it's at least a five hour flight um, to go to Europe. It's an 11 hour flight, nine hour time difference. So I guess, again, I started maybe becoming a bit homesick, but then I, so then I moved to New York and I spent 12 years in New York and I really uh, loved New York the second time around. I think I was older, stronger. It felt less like I was getting swept in the hustle and bustle of it all. So it was great to go back. And I think still today, New York's probably my favorite city. I think there's such a great energy there. I love the the way that the mentality is there of people wanting to achieve great things. And, you know, they, they work really hard, but it's also a really fun place. And it's, it's so vibrant. It's really to live there in your, in your twenties. I think it's probably the best time to be Absolutely agree. I love New York and I was working there as well in my 20s as, as a tour guide. And, and it was just it's the vibe, as you say. Yeah. It is just there's such just I don't know what it is about New York, but I very rarely meet somebody who doesn't love New York. Yeah. It, even though it's it's loud. I did a podcast episode. And I, I, it's loud. It's dirty. It's, you know, people swear at you all the time. It's but there is just something about it that you love. What is your favorite part of New York? My favorite part of New York, I've lived in Nolita. I've lived in on 51st and 5th. I've lived on 42nd and 9th. I've lived in uh, Gramercy. And I loved all of them. I used to think oh, I only like downtown. But then when once I went uptown and I was, you know, on the on the 45th floor of, of a high rise building, I was like, this is amazing. This is real New York getting to see the whole city. So I like that too. And then I went back, you know, I think you, in New York, what's great is you just kind of make... Once you get in your neighborhood, you love your neighborhood and you don't really want to move from your neighborhood. So I wouldn't really know. It depends on your building. It, I don't know. I, I love all of New York, but not yeah. not too high up and not too far down. And Gramercy is nice. Where I was at the end, I have to say Gramercy is, is, is really great because it's residential, but it's not too far from everything. And uh, yeah. yeah, and Manhattan is compact. I mean, when you, as you said before, LA is maybe more, you know, holiday-y with the palm trees and the sun. Yeah. It's just so big. The thing with LA towards the end, I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm like early 20s and all I'm doing is spending time in my car. I'm mm-hmm. stuck in my car going from one place to the other. I remember when I got there, I thought this is going to be so much fun, like great nightclubs and all their nightclubs close at 2 a.m. <laughs> And, uh, you know, when you're 20 years old, you're like, what? This is when you wake up. Yeah. It's like, I'm just 
going out. Yeah, like, to the, what is this? And so, yeah, with LA, I felt like there was a lot of, also I was working in the film industry and everybody's in the film industry. Mm-hmm. So it almost becomes kind of depressing because just everybody's in it. And yeah, it just felt very shallow after a while. But at the beginning, I loved that you'd go to the supermarket and run into like, Britney Spears and like, you know, there's like see celebrities everywhere. And you're just like, wow, this is it. But then slowly I felt like the charm wore off. But I feel like now going back, if I would go back, I would like it. It is beautiful. And the palm trees, you just need to know it better. And I guess I don't care as much about going out as I used to. But yeah, I mean, it has its, it like everywhere, it has its pros and cons. Absolutely. But it's much more of that laid back vibe. I think when it comes down to it, to it, I'm much more of a New Yorker. I'm not that laid back. Like you said, I do a lot of things. I like things to be fast. I like to get them done. I like the the pushiness and un, being unapologetic about getting things done and doing it fast. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the fun part of New York or generally the US. You still have the opportunity to make something out of your life when you work hard. I mean, you do in many places, but I think America still gives you that opportunity so um, what is home for Kira Chaplin? What, what, where do you feel home? Ah, oh, that's a good, very good question. I guess at the moment it's Switzerland for this, you know, this past year and a half of lockdown. Well, you didn't have much choice, did you? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of stumbled across being here and now I've been here for a while and it's nice to come back because I never thought I would come back to Switzerland. I left, um, I used to say this place is so boring and, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and uh, you know, I want to live the exciting, glamorous life of fashion world, <laughs> showbiz. And there's nothing, unfortunately, Switzerland's beautiful and everything, but if you want to be in that type of business, there's not much here. Here it's, you know, it's like banking, mm-hmm. watch. So, but now that I'm back, I, I mean, I, I do love it. It's, it, I really appreciate it. And it's great to be in the middle of Europe because it's so easy to get to London, to Paris, to Milan, to Asia, back to New York. So it's very central. And, and um, so in that sense, it's great. So I guess now it would be my home, but New York was my home. I felt very much a New Yorker. And then um, three years ago, I got an apartment in the Netherlands because my mother lives there and I have two sisters and a brother that that's there. And I thought oh, I'll just get a place for three months and then it became six months and became a year. And I enjoyed being back in Europe and traveling around Europe again because everything's so close and I was able to do so much, get so much done. Whereas in New York, it was a lot more planning to travel over and, you know, whereas, so, so it was good to be back and... Uh, yeah, then I met someone here in Geneva and... Well, you know, sometimes it's meeting somebody that brings you to a place. Absolutely. So what, when we're talking about most memorable journeys, okay, we've been talking about New York and New York was, was for work and you mentioned the word glamorous a few times. How glamorous is the modeling world? The modeling world is... It's very glamorous. It's pretty like I mean the out the clothes you get to wear are over the top and gorgeous. The outfits, it's just very fun. It's like very rock and roll and glamorous and all those things. But it's also very tough, you know. It's mm-hmm. not just games, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, you know, you work very long hours, you travel a lot, you get scrutinized a lot for your looks, which when you're young, it's very difficult, you know, to to not feel bad about yourself it's can be very nerve-wracking in in many ways but 
if you love fashion, which I've always loved fashion, I, you know, I was in it for the clothes <laughs> to be able to have fun. And, and, and actually I love visiting new places. It's, it's really great, but you know, for young girls, it's always important not to get caught up in the industry standards and of never feeling good enough because it's a slippery slope. And when you're in that business, so there's, you know, one woman more beautiful than the next. So you just have to, you know, do it for fun and, and not let it get to you too much. Yeah. And stay grounded. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, I think that's very, very important and it must be very hard and not worry too much about what other people say or, you know, talk about you totally. What is your favorite trip? What is your favorite place in the world? I have a few for different reasons. I have to say one of the most amazing trips I took is when I did this car rally in Morocco Ooh. called the Cha de Gazelle du Maroc. And that was just incredible because I am not somebody who I am not somebody who wants to camp and drive cars through the deserts. Like I was saying, fashion, glamour, luxury, that's all me. But I had this opportunity of meeting the woman who organized this rally and she was like, you have to do it. This person has a watch company, they will sponsor you. And I just thought, oh, why not? Like, you know, didn't think too much of it. And then looked into it and thought, oh my God, what did I get myself into? This looks really hard. But then I got to Morocco and uh, we it's uh, 165 teams of two women. So it's over 300, you know, women. And you're just in your car all day and you're in the Sahara and they make it so we all have different ways we have to go. So it doesn't look, so when you're in the middle of the desert, you hardly see anybody, even though there's 165 cars, it's like you're all by yourself. And that's actually what made me want to leave New York because I was there and I was just like, my God, uh, nature is so beautiful. There's so many incredible things to see. And um, what was also inc incredible about this trip is like, it's all these women together. And even when you get stuck, there's a car that can, if you finally find a car, they will come and they will help you get you out. And, and you dig yourself out of really tough situations. You feel like you're never going to get at the end of your day, but you persevere you keep going and then you manage and it's like, it's it, your confidence, your, you feel incredible. You feel like you've achieved something so great. And um, so for all those reasons, I think that was one of the most incredible journeys I've had spiritually and, and uh, also just for the beauty of the scenery. It was really incredible. Yeah, I mean, and also feeling the solidarity that the women can support each other and and help you. Yeah, I think that's an amazing feeling when you when you get that. What else? Well, what, what I mean, I I love Morocco. I mean, it's really, really, really beautiful. And you say, I think the nature thing though also has got a little bit to do with getting older. I mean, I remember when I was in my twenties, I didn't care what places looked like. You know, I was interested in the nightclub and and the beach. Uh me too like so many people when I traveled to so many cities and they're like oh did you visit this museum or go see this I'm like no but I can tell you this is a cool restaurant and that's a cool nightclub <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know when you're in your 20s yeah it's true as you get older that's also one of the reasons I was like oh New York's great but I I actually want more space and comfort because also when you travel a lot it's nice to come back somewhere where it's relaxed and you can regroup and and reset and and focus on all the contacts and things that you've done while traveling that you can you know regroup and put them into action if not you're just always go 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 and it's exhausting and when living in New York you go back to New York and it's just and it just continues and yeah. you know back out and you feel 
after after a while you get tired. <laughs> uh, totally, totally. Yeah. What other places have made an impression on you? Shanghai. I went to Shanghai and I really was blown away of just like all those new buildings and it's really, really beautiful to look at. And also I went there because I have uh, the Chaplin Award, which I started. And so after being in that trip in Morocco and everything, I was like, I want to travel more and see the world. And and then I thought, oh, I want to, we have this Chaplin Award that's in New York and we give an award. It's like a lifetime achievement award that we give it to actors and directors We've had a long career, a long, really amazing career. Like in New York, um, Meryl Streep has had it, Tom Hanks, Corsese, like really the A-list of the A-list. And so I was like, oh, you know, I know that China has a huge film industry, but we don't really see their movies because we don't speak the language and all this. And my, my grandfather was very much someone who... He never wanted to speak in his films because once people started speaking in them, it created a language barrier. And he always wanted it to be for the whole world and not for just English speaking people. So, um, and I know he went there and he loved it. So I thought, oh, it'd be great to celebrate the film industry from over there. And um, so I managed to, to make it happen, to get amazing partners and to set up the first uh, Chaplin Award there. And uh, then I got to Shanghai and I'd never been and this incredible city. So there was a lot of things of, you know, having that achievement as well. And then just visiting a city that's, super modern and like it has a lot of history but also has the, the the modern part and and seeing new parts of the world like I said I, I like to soak it all up like a sponge I really like seeing places and seeing how other people do it you know at the other side of the world amazing and you know probably <laughs> Shanghai also reminded you of New York a little bit because it has you know the way it has been developed it has become yeah. so you mentioned your grandfather Charlie Chaplin <laughs> did you know him you you weren't born he passed away five years before I was born okay so you know about what was told to you about him yeah you know it's funny because I I feel like even though I never met him and you know I feel like if I had met him he would have been really old and I would have this image of an old man in my head because I have some cousins who met him and that's what they say they're, they're like oh I just remember an old man in a wheelchair so I feel lucky that I don't have that memory and that I get but I get to learn so much about him through you know books and documentaries and his movies so I'm very uh, lucky in that way and um, yeah I mean I knew my grandmother very well as well who because I I grew up right next door to my grandmother because my grandfather retired in Switzerland and so I um, saw her a lot and went to the house a lot the house is now a museum called Chaplin's World um, that does very well. It, two years ago, it was named Best Museum in Europe. And it's great because I think it's only been open like five years. So, Yeah, it's, I've been there because my daughter, my daughter studied at the Ecole Hôtelière de Lausanne. She graduated two years ago. So I, we spent quite a bit of time in this part of Switzerland. And it's amazing. And uh, it's interesting. And of course, you have all the footage. You have all the movies. You have, you, you, yeah, it's no. not the old man that you would, you want to no. see, as you said. Yeah, no, no, I, I have a, I got to do my own um, investigation about him and make up my own minds and learn about him. And, and like I always say, the more I learn about him, the more I'm fascinated. And then the more I become his number one fan, he's just uh, everything he's done is so incredible. And it's uh, like we, at the beginning, we were talking about kindness. And I, I feel like he was an example of, you know, being kind and always fighting for the underdog 
And um, I think those are values that were passed down from to my dad and then to me of, yeah, this mentality of being, I'm a citizen of the world. So, yeah. Yeah. I think being a citizen of the world is just, especially in today's world and understanding that we are all the same. Those are just such important mm-hmm. values and, you know, no child is born a racist and it's all taught. And uh, I think it's- we're, we're taught so much fear, that person fear of the way they do, they do something, not the way we do it and all this. And it's, it's total nonsense. Total, yes. Religion is is another, you know, it's 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 all these things that um it's just terrible. It's never good. Yeah, it, absolutely. So what about this situation today? Have you been you came back from Cannes? You were in Cannes last week, weren't you? Yeah. Last year it was cancelled, wasn't it? Yeah, so this is uh, Cannes was now in July, early July, whereas normally it's in May. Mm-hmm. So it was pushed back from it's it, yeah over a year so finally there, there was what a was it like how did it feel did it feel like always or did it feel did you feel it felt smaller it felt like people were more careful and and um there was a lot of rules and regulations in place obviously but it was still there and i i kind of felt like it was nicer in a sense because it was just always so packed and so crazy and so over the top it was exhausting it's still exhausting because you're still running around but it's it was cozier it was more intimate it was i i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed just being able to get dressed up again and go on the red carpet and feel like things are moving again because i mean i've i'm bit, i feel like i'm retired at the moment <laughs> well it's it's, it's such it's such an unexpected situation it's just yeah I, I, used, I used to be on a plane once a week and you know I've, in the last year and a half I've, I mean I think I've taken less than 10 flights so it's like crazy yeah, yeah. and but I but, think I was um, talking to a friend today about this situation and I think it it gave us time to think though it gave us time to think mm-hmm. and, and I was saying it gave me time to understand who I really missed and who I didn't miss so much. You know, you, you, the people that you, you want to really, really get together again or the ones that you think, oh, well, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. And, and I think it's been a time to, to get back to old hobbies. I mean, I had time to sit back and work on projects that I had in my mind that I was didn't have time to do. So now I've been able to focus on them. I've been horse riding again, which I used to do as a teenager and I loved it. it was such a big passion of mine but then traveling all the time it's just impossible so um yeah and living in New York is impossible too so now I've been in Switzerland I've been writing again and I'm like oh I like this and I'm thinking I don't want to travel as much anymore and it's you know I want to be much more focused and selective and and get yeah these few things up and going and I just don't want to be running as much either funny who would have thought <laughs> I know I think that I think this is maybe the lesson that we had to learn mm-hmm. I, I mean uh, one thing that I it's, it's gratitude being grateful to actually mm-hmm. go on a plane again and also maybe thinking sometimes is this trip really necessary because you know I was all these people who were fighting for a home office day suddenly mm-hmm. it was possible for everyone you know yeah. before my friends like my friends who work they would have liked to work from home and it was difficult their bosses wouldn't allow it and this and that and then it, it was possible yeah. And it's funny because I, you know, they say that it's people are much more productive when you give them the leeway 
to work in the way they want to work because some people are more productive in an office. Some people are more productive in the morning. Some people are more productive in the evenings. If you let people kind of do it the way they want to do work from home and then uh, as long as they get it done, what's the difference, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are, do you have any, any uh, interesting future projects or interesting future trips coming up? Yes, well, I have, well, trips, I'm not even going to mention them because I feel like like you jinx them if you say them. Oops. (laughs) I have so many trips and they keep getting postponed. (laughs) Yes. Or they keep, or they just get cancelled. But now I have, um, what's been really great actually during this confinement is I've been, I I did some music as well, which I, I always love music. And so I worked with a few people, put some songs out, which were, which was a lot of fun to do. And then I have my new Pashmina collection that's coming out in September. I actually launched it last March during Paris Fashion Week. And obviously everybody started canceling and it just, so, and my whole collection was, very evening glamour. <laughs> Much <laughs> Which, glamour, yeah. Who and where. So now I, I'm saying I'm launching the new collection, but I feel like I'm actually launching it for the first time because, yeah, the first time around, you know, wasn't so lucky, but still did still did okay. But this collection, where I have a new collection coming out, yeah, in September. It's already at Saks, Harvey Nichols, and all those kind of stores. And we've, uh, the whole collection is very vibrant colours, I think, you know, people. I want it to be fun and colorful and light and happy. Just, yeah, because I think we, we're all in the need for some positive vibes and some happiness. Definitely, definitely. And that's good news. Will it be available in Europe? Yes, in Europe, Harvey Nichols. Okay. Actually, in Zurich, it's going to be at Maison Gassman. Excellent. Yeah. And I have to get the uh, of the list, but yeah, it's it's available and it's also available online. At the it's called Janavi. We will put that in the show notes because yeah. I think it's it's good that people know where they can get, and especially mm-hmm. that they are nice and vibrant. That's what we need. We need colors yeah. in our life again. Yeah. So I think that we have more or less come to the end of this interview. Any oh. last words, Kira? Any last words? Um. Okay, I'll just say, let's not forget that a day without laughter is a day wasted. I love it. And let's just put that out there. We have to laugh. Let's, in these hard times, let's, you know, still make the most of it and let's not forget to smile. Absolutely true. That is the best way to end this, I think. And thank you for always being nice to me. I really Uh, appreciate you very much. Well, likewise. Thank you for being so nice and kind and having me on. Such a pleasure. Thank you very much. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.